Hello and welcome to another edition of the Legal Geeks where Josh and I discuss everything legally geeky. Hey Josh, how are you doing today? I'm geeky, Jessica. How are you? <laughs> I am legal, Joshua. <laughs> I'm, I, I was going to encourage you, so I'm glad. <laughs> That's right. Yes. No adult uh, beverages otherwise. Um, and so today we are here to discuss one of the big early, I guess, spring, summer blockbusters, of course, Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, now, I have to admit, I was not able to watch it opening weekend. I had to wait one weekend because I had to take the kids and there was all this stuff. So it did kill me to have to wait that long, but it was worth the wait. Josh, when did you see it? I saw it the night before it opened. So. <laughs> That's but, a true geek right there, my friends. Yeah, and I did wear my Captain America shirt, but you were being a mom, so you were making sure your children had a positive lifelong experience. So <laughs> that's okay. We encourage that kind of behavior. And so we want more of that to be taking place. So it's a good thing. Thank you. And I do have to make a note. I know I've already um, harped on this in the blog, but I want to say that there were two guys and two girls in our foursome who went to see the movie. The girls liked it more than the guys. And the one who loved it the most was my eight-year-old daughter. She loved the Avengers. My 11-year-old son was kind of like, eh. He was sort of, he enjoyed it, but he was not crazy moved by it. But my daughter loved it. She can't stop talking about the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Josh, she really wants to make sure that Quicksilver comes back because she liked the whole brother-sister dynamic. And um, I'm afraid that things don't look good for that, but I haven't told her that yet. Yeah, there was the alternate ending where they had him get better. That's what I heard. I'm like, that's the ending Carrie needs. Um, I'm disappointed. I know Joss. He loves to kill off the characters. Um, it's one of the things I, you know, love to hate about him. But uh, that was still upsetting. And so I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe he'll still come back. I get it from the storytelling point of view so that they know everything's on the line that you can take out someone. Right. But they basically took out the disposable character with him, even though he just been introduced yeah no i yeah i get why they chose him although of course quite frankly i would choose as a disposable character hawkeye i would have actually i'm no longer a fan of that actor at all and i find the you know the a character even to be a bit dull so i would have actually voted except for the fact that yes then he would have left his children without a father and that would be sad otherwise i would have voted for him to be taken out yeah, in the comics, in Avengers Disassembled, they killed him off for a couple years until they had House of, House of M, which is a really complicated story involving the Scarlet Witch rewriting the planet, and we can't get into that here because that's, that's way too much. <laughs> but he came back to life at the end of that one, so Dang there, it. there we are. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed Age of Ultron a lot. It gave yeah. me a warm, fuzzy feeling. I had fun. I laughed. There were some great lines in it. I didn't love it as much as, say, Winter Soldier, where I yeah. left feeling inspired and pumped up, or Guardians of the Galaxy, where I walked out mm -hmm. feeling, I can learn to love again. <laughs> that, that was the feeling from the Marvel movies last year. And, and I, I know Whedon had a ton of pressure on him. I thought it was a good story, but I thought it was a big story with a lot of main characters. Yes. And if they had condensed it down a couple less characters, so you could have focused more on a few, I think that would have gone over better. Yeah. There was a, well, 
can I say right now, just time, you know, a character that I think needs to be cut, and maybe I'm in the minority on this, but both of the movies you mentioned, which I also adored, neither one of them had Iron Man and Tony Stark. And quite frankly, I feel like we have OD'd on him. You know, I mean, he's got such a strong personality, such a certain personality that was fun in the first Iron Man, but it has worn thin since then. And so quite frankly, I'd be so happy not to see him in any more of the movies. I don't feel that way about oh, about him. him. Yeah, it's Grand Variety helps. I think Robert Downey Jr. does a lot of good, and he he's, he's nice. So I like that about him. Uh, that now, granted, the lineup at the end for the new Avengers. Yes, that looks bloody awesome. Yes, and I like that lineup much more. It's it's diverse. It's, and with great characters, Falcon's an awesome character. I love War Machine. The the lines between War Machine and Iron Man when War Machine's helping save the day, it's with uh, you had to make it weird. <laughs> it's it it just like I chuckled at that. It's like rock on. But yeah. there was there was absolutely no mention of War Machine switching back to War Machine after being Iron Patriot or Tony Stark after the events of Iron Man three going like oh no. I've, I've made a bunch of new armors and I'm back. It's like, wow. We're, there's like no transitional line from that other than Winter Soldier Fallout had to be such ma- a massive impact that they went, all right, we're back. Yeah. So, that's what would make mm. sense to me because there's the reference that they were hunting down Hydra bases. Right. That's true. And not only that, and this is something I really like that, that I would criticize Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for, they were doing it legitimately. So when they arrested Baron von Stuckter, it was for illegal and uh, illegal human experimentation, which is a crime post Nuremberg because we don't like experiments on twins. That kind of makes us angry. Yes. Or to be fair on singles. Yep. Not okay to, yes. Experiment on anyone, not just twins. Agreed. Agreed. But (laughs) the Nazis did evil things to twins on purpose. And so we have twins in the story. And then you've, he's turned over to NATO for prosecution. And it's like, wow, that was actually right. That's above board. How hard would that be for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to throw at a couple throwaway lines that shows they're at least making an effort to comply with the law? Yeah, I don't know why they don't bother with that at all. I know that's something that has, you know, you have kind of pointed out consistently, um, and it really is sort of shocking for Agent Coulson supposedly being such a white hack that, and there's even been that what some of the stuff with the kind of the, the shadow shield. Um, there were sort of some mentions that you know Agent Coulson, everyone acts like he's such a great guy, but he's actually doing some stuff here that's kind of shady. Big time. And the fact that Agent Carter and Daredevil make enough references to following the law and it's correct or yeah. at least in the ballpark that S.H.I.E.L.D. makes zero effort to do it is kind of obnoxious when you have a law enforcement agency fused with espionage, totally disregarding the Constitution, totally disregarding due process, totally disregarding the military chain of command. And it wouldn't be hard to do those things. I mean, literally a couple lines here and there over the course of the season would give them legitimacy, and they're just not doing it, and that is very odd. 
That really is. Well, this isn't an Agents of Shield podcast. We'll get so we'll get back to the Avengers and let's talk about some of the legal issues in the Avengers. One that you and I have both talked about, but one that does always bother me, and it's a common sort of movie plot point that you see, is this idea of the Scarlet Witch. And I love the Scarlet Witch. I thought, you know, Elizabeth Olsen did a great job. That scene when she comes out of the building, like flinging her magic was my favorite moment in the entire movie, as it was for my daughter, who also loves Scarlet Witch, and I wish I could find a t-shirt for her. But um, anyway, so, you know, she's awesome, and I'm glad she kind of saw the light, and I don't blame her for hating Tony Stark individually, but she was with the bad guys at the beginning and doing bad things. And, you know, where, how is it that in movies, if a bad person then, like, sees the light of day, all of a says, oh, I want to be good, then all of a sudden they get to be good. Like, are there no legal ramifications for the bad acts they did previously. Yeah, especially when the bad acts arguably were war crimes. Because when you're running around with neo-Nazis, and that's yeah. what Hydra is, wanting to decimate humanity for those that they deem to be pure, Yeah, um, that's not okay. That's something that would disqualify her from U.S. citizenship. So again, bad. It's, you don't get a mulligan on that sort of thing. Right. And so you're going to, okay, it's great that she switched sides and decided to save humanity, but are we just going to sweep the rest of that under the rug with you were running around with neo-Nazis and then the robot that wanted to wipe out Mm -hmm. humanity. And now granted her tipping point was realizing Ultron wanted to wipe out humanity and his goals of revenge were much broader than her, her goals of revenge. That's right. problem. That's problematic. It's like, oh, yes. you, want, you want too much revenge, so I'm now going to turn against you. It's like, Ugh. that's nice, and it's good that you have a line, you know. But the problem is, yeah, is your line was still beyond what is legally and morally okay, um, and so there still should be some sort of consequence for that. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the weird thing that it looks like. And again, I'm not the expert on the comics that you are. But at the end, it looks like she's cool and she's one of the Avengers now and no harm, no foul kind of thing. Yeah, which again, Cap calling up the president and saying, like, hey, she's with us. She helped things out. Everything was a huge misunderstanding. She regrets. You have meet, meet with the INS lawyers and say, I was totally hoodwinked. The Nazis tricked me. Please don't throw me in, you know, prosecute me for war crimes because I was running around with Hydra. Like, right. That wouldn't necessarily be exciting cinema, but again, (laughs) throw the lawyers a bone because that's a huge mulligan she's getting. (laughs) Yes. Well, okay. So what about Josh? What's another legal issue you saw? There was after the fight between Iron Man and the Hulk, there was a line about uh, calling for the arrest of Bruce Banner because of the Hulk's rampage in South Africa. Yes. I think you could make a double insanity defense there because Mm. Banner turning to the Hulk is an altered state of mind. He's not necessarily in control. He might be able to aim it, but the Scarlet Witch hexing him would have been a mental defect that would qualify as the insanity defense. So if prosecuted, I would take that case. I would defend (laughs) Banner for getting hexed and we could even call the Scarlet Witch as a friendly witness now since she's on the Avengers going like, my bad, my bad. The evil robot totally had me. 
but could you imagine like the expert witness testimony, right? Because if I'm the prosecutors, I'm getting an expert going, really, really, we're all going to buy that a witch put a curse on them? Is that what we're back to in our legal system here? You know, I mean, that'd be kind of interesting thing. And then who is the expert? that testifies for him and goes, no, 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 the Scarlet Witch, she really has powers. Like this isn't the sort of, you know, David Copperfield, David Blaine kind of magic. This is serious mojo. They could probably do some experiments, uh, you know, in court type of thing to show the powers and have <laughs> a psychologist verify what she could do on someone who was a willing volunteer. So there, there'd be ways to do it. And, you know, granted it would be the, I'm not going to show you something horrible. I'm going to show you your wildest dream. So, you know, you could go like, hey, that was really nice. Thank you. As opposed to, that was super creepy. Uh, the walls were bleeding. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to cry every time I close my eyes now. Yeah. So, so there would be ways to, I think, approach it. But, yeah, there, there would be some serious uh, uh, witchcraft in court to pull that one off. They really would. I think I take the prosecution side still. My brother's a felony prosecutor. I'll have to ask him if he's ever had to deal with witch claims in uh, court. Yeah, probably not since the witch trials in Salem. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, we should research that. When was the last time a, a, a witch was on trial? So, Or uh, like a witch. Actually, now I totally have to research that. When was the last time that somebody claimed like an insanity defense based on a witch's curse? Uh, ben... You know, I've seen stuff with ghosts and people being afraid and that sort of deal and arguing possession, but I don't remember witchcraft. I don't remember witchcraft. Wow. But, I, but granted, if you look at my Lexus search history, you'd, you'd probably be surprised with like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is Josh ser searching? Exactly. <laughs> anyway. All right, well, one other thing, too, that you had brought up that was kind of an interesting idea, and it was the big crossover. The, the fun thing about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., even when they have some of their weaker points from a legal perspective, is that, you know, you can always know that there's going to be some tie-in between the TV show and the big movie. The tie-in between Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Captain America Winter Soldier was a fantastic tie-in. This time, obviously, the tie-in wasn't as direct, wasn't as like plot-altering on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as uh, Winter Soldier was, but it was still a fun kind of tie-in. And Josh, it actually brings up uh, another legal point you saw. So, I, helicarriers are cool. I'm not going to lie. I would like to have one. That would be awesome. Who doesn't want a flying aircraft carrier? I mean, the only thing better would be a submersible aircraft carrier that could fly. I'm like, I mean, again, let's, let's just, let's go full geek here. I mean, like if you want geek, yes, I want the flying submersible aircraft carrier. It needs to also be a rocket ship. You need to be able to go to the moon if you have to. It sounds like Robotech at this point, but that's not important. <laughs> so the fact that Agent Coulson in his term as director had whisked away the helicarrier from the first Avengers movie and somehow got it out of surplus, put it into a giant hangar slash docking bay that for, so it could be refitted. There are huge issues with surplus and getting military surplus. And the fact he was able to pull that off with a flying aircraft carrier, cool hat trick. Well done. Well done. But there's, the fact that you then break it out of mothballs for Nick Fury to, and company to go save the day, a lot of stuff had to happen for that. So not necessarily legal as well. With say, yeah. The authority, whose legal authority did he use to uh, claim that and use that? 
Yeah, which again raises the issue with Shield. With oh God, just be under the U.S. chain of command. Again, have a throwaway line from "I called the president," and everything would be hunky dory. Like that's just humorous. Especially because in the movie world or in the current Marvel movie universe, isn't Nick Fury still technically dead? Yeah. So yeah, and so he shouldn't be able to command it. Yeah, it's but again, at this point, why you're not following the rules at all. And so it's like, all right, we're breaking the old girl out of mothballs and we're going to scrape up some S.H.I.E.L.D. agents who were in, I think a couple of them were in Winter Soldier and uh-huh. take, take her for a spin. And, and I did love the line where they're conducting the rescue with the flying lifeboats uh, with, uh, it's, it's what S.H.I.E.L.D.'s supposed to be. And that, that spoke pretty yeah. hev- heavily. It's like, I would prefer Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to be more of that. Yes. Be more that. I agree. I did say, so Nick Fury with the, uh, what is it, Heliocarrier? Helicarrier. 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 That's hard for me to say. Um, It actually reminded me, when he showed up with that, it was kind of like a whole airwolf moment too, right? Because that's what String Follow Hawk did. He basically was like, I'm going to take the most badass helicopter in the whole world and I'm going to hide it and I'll use it for good but only when I decide to use it for good even though it is clearly government property that I've just like taken without proper permission so similar idea love any homage to Airwolf which is still one of my favorite shows no matter how schlocky and bad it kind of is and it's 80s music I love it Um, so that's what this reminded me of on a much grander scale obviously and we can talk about the wonder of Donald Belisaro at another time because and, he and Jan Michael Vincent. Thank you very much. Lots of good there, but I oh, yeah. I, I agree. You know, the helicarrier coming through the clouds to save the day and offload offload everyone was cool. It's like rock on. That's that's what the movie needed. That was neat. And War Machine flying around taking out Ultron drones. That was yeah pretty groovy. So, uh, and I love the end with Thanos for fine i'll do it myself because that's that's a nice setup that is a good setup now and thanos is that's actually um james josh brolin is that right correct correct all right because you cannot recognize him at all now and thanos is such a complex character from the comics when you think of the arc from the 70s and early 80s where you know being a lover of death as in like wanting to date her uh, to wanting to wipe out life and the Thanos war that they had with Adam Warlock and the original Captain Marvel that the Avengers were oh. heavily involved with and stopping Thanos to resurrections and the infinity war with the infinity gauntlet. Uh, they have a lot of material to pull from, from the comics over 40 years. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's cool. I mean, they they have a lot of cool stuff that they can, they can do if they want to and with the the guys who did winter soldier doing the adventure the infinity war i'm i'm very optimistic with that so well and isn't it now the next avengers is it being broken into two movies right correct correct which was a way around some of the contract issues with say robert downey jr and others so okay and it'd be interesting how many are in it i mean i would really hope that they don't do you know, like 20 characters, you know, that it, that yes. the second one has the Guardians of the Galaxy in addition to everyone who's ever been an Avenger because then, then it's too big. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. You can't get involved or invested in any character at that point. It's just spotting kind of, hey, he was in that movie. Hey, she was in that movie. That does get too hard. If the, this is just theorizing. If the first part of the Infinity War is the setup and the, the first half of the team loses or is wiped out or pick whatever happens to them and that gets everybody else together, you know, to go in and finish it or another team is put together from others to go in and take on Thanos. Uh, ah. But in the comics, I would, I would need to look at the end of the, the original Thanos war. I mean, that was kind of an all hands battle. I'm like that uh-huh. literally had, you know, we're going to have 20 Avengers take them on because we have to. Right. It's the only way. Yeah. So it depends how they do it. You know, if it's, you know, they can't have a movie that's just a 60 minute fight with a bunch of people fighting. Good Lord, no. Uh, so let's see what they do. I'm optimistic. So in the end, I really did enjoy Age of Ultron. I am really excited for Ant-Man because that's focusing on one hero. Right. And I think there's greater opportunities too for character development and story because it just Age of Ultron just got a little too big for me. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I liked Age of Ultron a lot as well. It was fun to see my daughter get so invested and really love the Scarlet Witch. And like I said, she was so happy when there was more than one girl on the Avengers. So every little bit there helps. That being said, I do love Paul Rudd. I have loved him ever since Clueless. Um, and so I am looking forward to Ant-Man. Did the Scarlet Witch and Black Widow ever say anything to each other? Fudge. I don't think they did. Are you telling me they, well, the Black Widow, did they not even pass a Bechdel test? Yeah, I don't think they did because. The, uh, well, Black the, Widow talked to Hawkeye's wife a bit. Yeah, and they weren't talking about Hawkeye. They were talking about the baby boy in her stomach. That's that's still not like I'm. You're, they're talking about dating someone or a but spouse. But they are talking about a boy. That she's pregnant with. <laughs> it's, it's still fuzzy. I'm not giving them full. I'm not giving full credit for that. But the fact that the only, I think the only scene between Scarlet Witch and Black Widow is when the Scarlet Witch hexes Black Widow. I mean, I would need to go back and watch mm. it, watch it again. But if that's the only screen time they share together, it's like how did they not exchange a line? I know. You're right. Well, hopefully in the next one, since they're both on the team together, they will. Because that should be like, that should be some strong girl power. That should be good. It's weird when you have two female leads and they don't interact at all. Yeah. Or no one remembers them interacting. That's And they should, because if the heat didn't show us anything else, it shows that two strong women together are freaking awesome. Because I still love the heat. And I'm also looking forward to Spy with Melissa McCarthy this summer. And I'm looking forward to heat too, if they ever get that done. There's a lot of things to look forward to. There really are some good movies coming out. I'll have to do something on Spy because I am very excited about Spy. Chase your dreams. Never stop believing. <laughs> and on that very positive note, we'll say goodnight for tonight. Um, you know, keep on going, Marvel Universe. Just try to actually sell some toys to girls, please. That's all I ask. And T-shirts. That would be fantastic. Stay geeky. Yes. Stay geeky, America. Stay geeky.